0: It is lights out, and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome to a very depressing episode for me, episode of the Harder Soft F1 podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, RJ McCullough. And RJ, you might think that I'm sad because I have to chug this Red Bull because it's my punishment from last week. But I also had to run a full Bahrain GP which I did last night <laughs> before starting a brand new job, because that's how dedicated I am to this podcast. And uh, it actually was a really, really fun time. <laughs> I highly enjoyed myself. I, I don't do full races enough. So I think that's a punishment that I'm kind of hoping comes into play a bit more for both of us, because it's pretty fun. But the main source of sadness is Charlotte Claire already has a 10 place grid penalty going into this next weekend we haven't even gotten into this gp weekend and it's already looking bad for me my number one driver zero points and it could be another week with zero points sorry how have you been (laughs) uh well yeah the
1: charles news i mean how does ferrari gone through two i guess it's engines whatever in one week like you get two for the year and they've already gone through both of them that's yikes uh but how about how have i been doing on the uh i'll keep the uh the thread of uh depressed sadness in this podcast going because i'm getting old my friend i just turned 32 yesterday so
0: you didn't tell me it was your birthday
1: i didn't i didn't i was gonna tell you yesterday but
0: oh man damn i didn't get i didn't get to wish you a happy birthday i'm a shitty friend (sighs) what the hell oh darn what a shame Look, I'm not. How long I don't, until this
1: starts going gray? Oof.
0: I, look, I don't get on Facebook. I don't get on any social media. So there's no possible way I could have known. <laughs> so that, that's, that's, that's on you. But hey, happy, happy belated birthday, man. Happy belated Thank birthday.
1: You. Thank you. So yeah, happy that we're back for another race week. We do have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Um, I know you're a big Oscars guy. I assume you watch the Oscars. The only thing I saw from it was that. Uh, Former F1 president or Ferrari president Jean Top, yes. His partner won the uh, best actress, I guess. But uh, yeah, anything, yes.
0: anything of interest that I missed? Oh man, yeah. Uh, her, his wife Michelle Yeoh, she won the mm-hmm. best actress award. That entire movie just swept most of the awards, and it's a great movie. I, I had liked my it. yeah, I had my personal favorite. I. I knew Banshees of Anna wasn't going to win a bunch of awards, but goddamn, I love that movie so much. It's so good. But yeah, there was a lot of uh, really cringy playoffs, too, where people get cut off by the music. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, but also it's just Hollywood bullshit jargon. Let's all uh, rejoice in how awesome we are. (laughs) Right. So and it's also like, hey, little people, look at us and our nice Clothes on the red carpet, but uh, I I do I'm a shill for Hollywood, like stuff like that. All right, well,
1: I'm excited because this week is starting tomorrow. Thursday is March Madness, NCAA basketball college tournament starts. So, even though I'm not the biggest basketball or especially college basketball guy, uh, those first few days when it's just game after game, uh, huge upsets, buzzer beaters, just the kind of volatility of college sports. How even the best team can. Lose to the worst team. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that for the next couple of days. Uh, Got St. Patty's Day this weekend. Getting a little old for that, but I'll probably (laughs) tip back a few beers. uh, Oh, yeah. Late birthday celebrations. Um, But, yeah, I guess without further ado, we do have a lot to get to this week in terms of F1. Not only Jetta, but a lot of Ferrari stuff, a couple of Mercedes things. Uh, Conspiracy time with Adrian. Conspiracy corner. And uh, some... Just a lot, of, a lot of stuff going floating around in the interwebs these days. And we've got a little Twitter beef that we're going to break down for you. Yes. Um, big in our world. But yeah, <laughs> so before we do that, though, we're going to keep our trend of on weeks so we're not uh, recapping a race. We're going to do the F1 quiz to see if each other, to keep each other accountable, holding up, keeping ourselves on top of the news. So um, we're going to both do it at the same time this week. But the... Quiz it comes in like, they randomize the order of the questions. So I will read out mine. Um, I don't know if that's going to spoil it for you though. Maybe mute me while you do yours
0: so you don't hear me. Here's an idea.
1: I'll okay. take my
0: headphones off, chug okay. the Red Bull while you do your mm. questions, and then okay. you can give me the signal and I'll come back and take the questions.
1: Okay. We're going to go through it quick. All right. Yes. All okay. right. Sounds good. All right, question one. <clears throat> I can't hear. This guy's an idiot. He's got to chug a Red Bull. Look at him. Look at him trying to chug. Look at him opening that Red Bull. Pfft, what a loser. All right, which of these items of memorabilia will be displayed at the F1 exhibition in Madrid? Kevin Magnussen's 2022 Sao Paulo pole-winning Haas, Pierre Gasly's 2020 Monzo-winning AlphaTauri, Lance Stroll's 2020 Turkish GP pole-winning Racing Point, or Carlos Sainz's 2022 Silverstone-winning Ferrari. He couldn't even chug one Red Bull. I chugged like 20 last year. Every time Max won I had a like' okay, That's a lot it. of wins That's a lot of chugs um, t- Back to the question oh In Madrid uh, It's got to be part of Science He's the only one of those guys From Spain Wrong 0 <clears throat> oh, for 1 Oh man He's just sipping that Like it was a casual drink Alright Which driver heads to the Saudi Grand Prix With a long it's stack done. On finishing street Max Verstappen. Still not listening. Got it Kimmy and Jensen Button will both Be competing in NASCAR This year At which circuit? COTA. Got it um, which team's boss said they were looking to bounce back after a string of errors in Bahrain? Uh, it sounds like Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Alpine. Alpine. Correct, Mando. Ahead of this year's Grand Prix, how many safety car deployments have you seen at Jeddah in F one? I don't know. I'm going to guess one because I know there was one for sure. Yes, I got that right. All right he's Watching me. Feeling on. On the pressure now. Question six. Which driver's side was some time away. I had time to reflect on everything properly, and my perspective on some of the things has changed, and some things I see differently. Obviously, I'm a couple years older. I'm a father now. Magnussen, Bottas, Albon, or Halkenberg. I think that's Yoshi staring at me. Uh, who took some time away? Hulkenberg. Bang. Seven. Which of these features has been added to the jeddah Corniche circuit for the Saudi Grand Prix? Sausage curbs, rumble lines, convex barriers, <coughs> rainwater lines. What the hell are rainwater lines? I'm going say rumble lines. Correct, bang. Which team said they made visible changes to their car after Bahrain? Mercedes. Thank God I got that right. Aston Martin out Saudi as a new Saudi yeah, as a new sponsor. Which team did Saudi F formerly sponsor? I saw this. It's Williams. Bang. And ten. True or false? Saudi is the team to Lewis Hamilton's last win. Do they really have to? Oh boy. True. <laughs> All right, I gotta, gotta
0: use the <laughs> now. I, I spent too long not looking. Okay.
1: Uh, you're in tough this week, buddy.
0: I don't know how long that took, but
1: I did. You know it. what? I want to say uh, I'm a little disappointed in you. Uh, as a guy that drank, how many wins did Max have last year? Let's say a twenty. Lot. I just dominated those Red Bulls. Maybe that just says something about my throat. I don't know, but <laughs> the I guzzle those things down. Oh, <sighs> it's coming oh, back wow. up. Yeah, that was tough for you, eh?
0: It's, it's just hard for me to chug. The actual flavor mm-hmm. itself, I'm not like the biggest fan of like Red Bull. I used to really like Red Bull, but I did go with the zero sugar because I don't drink sugary drinks. So had to go with the zero sugar. And for a zero sugar energy drink, here we go. <clears throat> it wasn't that bad.
1: <laughs> okay. So oh. you pull up the quiz. You do it. How did you do that? I'm going to do it live. <clears throat> We have this thing in Canada called Tim Hortons. You know, every Canadian loves Tim Hortons. And they have a promotion on well, a couple of months a year called Roll Up the Rim to Win. And you used to actually roll up the rim of the cup. And it would say underneath, like, winner, "Gagnant," or loser. Now it's on an app. So every time you buy a coffee, you get a free roll up. You can win cards. You can win money. You can win free stuff. So I'm going to do that right now. Live for everyone. While you start your quiz. All right. Here comes the roll.
0: He's rolling.
1: Did you uh, win? Sorry, not your lucky cup. Ouch. Didn't win this time, but wait, you've been given an entry in our daily jackpot. I can win 10000 Canadian dollars. That's like 40 bucks for you. 40 bucks? Because <laughs> the uh, exchange rate, not great right now. Let's just say uh, the Miami tickets, when I was looking at them, looked great in American price. A little different Canadian, but still not too bad. Um. Yeah, I'll shut up and let you do this quiz.
0: Oh, no, you can you uh, you are good uh, Cuz I am signing in
1: <laughs> Alright, alright. Yeah, they I do, don't know like, paddock thing now you have to I usually just refresh the page and it pulls up um... Here I am Here he is
0: Alright, how can I embarrass myself? Here we go True or false Saudi Arabia is the scene Of Lewis Hamilton's last F1 win God damn It's been a long day And I know I can't spend that long on these questions His last win It wasn't I'm gonna say false. You're it
1: right. was. Last win. It was that? Because that was before Abu Dhabi in 21. Right. Last year.
0: I forgot. I thought I for some reason thought Max won that. Because I'm a moron. No,
1: he tried. Tried rapping Lewis's car. It didn't work.
0: Saudi that was that was the almost perfect lap he fucked up, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, number two. Kimi Raikkonen and Jensen Button will both be competing in NASCAR this year. At which circuit? Uh, Circuit of the Americas. Correct. Kota. Okay. Which driver said, with some time away, I had time to reflect on everything properly. And my perspective on some things has changed and some things I see differently. Obviously, I'm a couple of years older. I'm a father now. Oh. K-Mag. I watched Drive to Survive. What? (laughs)
1: Got you with the father thing that almost got me too. Yeah, I like, it did. I only got that because I was like, I just saw Hulk first and I was like, who took
0: time out? And I saw Hulk. I was like, oh, he was out for a while. But Uh so was, was out too. Uh, so that's yeah. confusing. I guess it makes sense. It's pertaining to this season. Damn it. Which team's Go. boss I... said they were looking to bounce back after a string of errors in Bahrain? Uh, McLaren? Nope. Oh, Otmar, that makes sense. We're, we're doing terrible. Which driver heads to Saudi Arabian Grand Prix with the longest active finishing streak? Hmm. Oh, this is embarrassing, bro. You're gonna, you are for sure gonna pull it out on me this week. It's gonna be 2-1. Mm. I also just realized I need to talk more into the mic. Um. Finishing, finishing. Who has not DNF'd lately? It's Lewis or Fernando, probably. Because I don't remember. Fernando. It's Lewis? It's Max. Of course it is. That's right, because Lewis had a DNF. Because Max hasn't DNF'd since the start of last season. So, yeah, this is uh, horrible. Which team said they'd make... Visible changes to their car after the Bahrain GP. Man. Mercedes, Ferrari, Alpine, or Haas. It's definitely... Mercedes. Correct. Fuck yeah. Which of these features has been added to the Jetta? Corniche? Is that how you say it? Corniche Circuit for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Sausage curge, curbs, rumble lines, convex barriers, rainwater lines. Um, I'd hope it's not sausage curbs, so maybe convex barriers? No, rumble lines, makes sense. Ahead of this year's Grand Prix, how many safety car deployments have we seen at Jeddah and F1? at least one probably two no three jesus christ we shouldn't be racing no, there two, it two more it was one yeah oh, pre virtual safety three. cars one oh, that's what i read again read. listen i'm only i'm only doing so bad is because i'm going so fast aston martin mm-hmm. announced saudi as a new sponsor or saudia as a new sponsor ahead of 2023 saudi arabian grand prix which team did saudia formerly sponsor Went from Aston Martin, um, Saudi. Saudi. They went to Aston Martin. Maybe Ferrari. No Williams. Makes sense. Why would you want to sponsor Williams? Which of these items of memorabilia will be displayed at the F one exhibition in Madrid? Kevin Magnussen's two thousand and twenty two pole winning Haas. Pierre Gasly's Monza winning AlphaTauri. Lance Stroll's GP winning Racing Point. Carlos signs Silverstone-winning Ferrari. I mean, it's Spain, so probably Carlos. Nope, of course not. Pierre Gasly. Well, that was just absolutely terrible. Two out of ten. I should be ashamed of myself. The one week I do well, I got nine out of ten. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit! A couple of lucky guesses, but. Oh my god! My I got some off un- unlucky guesses. Um, hey, you finally beat me.
1: I did. I did. Hell 2-1. yeah! Let's do um, it. Yeah, one of our uh, topics just kind of spoiled in the um, in the quiz there, but so let's go over it quickly. But yeah, Kimi Raikkonen and Jensen Button, former world champion, uh, are doing NASCAR the Cup Series race at COTA, Circuit of the Americas. On the 26th of March, so next, not this weekend, coming up, I guess next weekend. Um, Yeah, that'll be cool. I think Jensen's committed to doing like four NASCAR races or something. Uh, Kimmy did one last year, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the fact that they're both racing and it's a Coda track we obviously see in F1. and know well from playing the video game. So, yeah, I definitely will be tuning into that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really think there's really too much to add on that unless you have anything else.
0: Not really, but we can transition okay. to the new Red Bull simulator yes. that they announced. It is a state-of-the-art F1 simulator that looks like the beautiful Red Bull that's the exact same as last year, <laughs> and it looks sick. I mean, I, I think it's a really cool idea to put a simulator in what looks like a real F1 car, but the price is like absolutely ridiculous. Hundred thousand pounds or sorry, nine ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine quid, if you will. So I don't know if you if you were uh, if you were a very wealthy tycoon F1 fan, would you shell out that money for that sim?
1: Yeah, if I made like ten million dollars a year, I would because I wouldn't care. I mean, I've seen some people posting online that you can get like other ones for like thirty thousand dollars. They're just jacking up the price here. But for sure, um, it does look really cool. It's funny that they have on all the displays F one twenty two as the game because any like real sim racer isn't racing on F one twenty two. That's more of a like arcade game. But um yeah, the simulators they have the Champions Edition and the Race Edition with the former featuring a front wing assembly and both coming with the option of either Verstappen or Perez themed liveries. <laughs> Can't imagine outside of Mexico they are gonna be selling too many uh, Perez ones. Yeah, I want the to simulators see those numbers. priced at yeah one hundred thousand for the Champions Edition and 75000 for the Race Edition will be available to buy directly from the official F1 memorabilia e-commerce platform, F1 Authentics. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how many of those are purchased. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's cool that like you can have a unique sim racing experience that puts drivers in the cockpit of the championship-winning Rebel 18. It is like the basically the car so it is really cool and you're like using the pedals and the wheel and everything really cool but i think obviously crazily overpriced um for sure but i would love to try yeah. it i know that'd be cool if it just if they had you know they opened that like f1 simulator place in the uk in london i believe yep be cool if they did that somewhere in north america and just had like one of each car kind of thing Ah, oh, that'd be sweet that would be sweet
0: wait times would be ridiculous <laughs> oh yeah yeah um Yeah, go ahead. More
1: Rebel news. Sorry, I just had it pulled up here and then it popped up. Yeah, more Rebel news quickly. They kind of surprising, we talked about this on our text thread, but kind of all offseason knew was assumed uh, that Danny Ricardo was there to be the fill in driver in case anything happened. Obviously, also to help the simulator and um, just growing the brand, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, we all thought if anything happens to Max or Checo, Danny would slide right in there. But according to Twitter, which take it with a grain of salt, the Rebel Racing and Alpha Tauri reserve driver hierarchies stand as stated, only in the event of Max or being unable to race, Yuki Sonoda fills in. He moves up from Alpha Tower. Liam Lawson fills in for Yuki Sonoda at Alpha Tauri. Um Two, both Yuki Sonoda and Nick DeVries are not guaranteed a seat at Alpha Tauri for 2020. Oh, these are just different things. Right. Um yeah, that's interesting. Number four says, Daniel Ricciardo is not an option. Um so yeah, kind of strange. It was confirmed through various sources and official reports. So, I guess it is real. Um, yeah, strange that Liam Lawson would move up to AlphaTauri. Yuki would go. Yuki or why not DeVries? I don't know. But I doubt we'll have that come up this year. Just sort of strange. What do you think as Mr. Red Bull?
0: Uh man, I think it's clear that They have no intention of putting Daniel back in one of their cars ever again, which we could have assumed, but it was nice to be a little optimistic and hope that he might get a shot in another drive in a Red Bull, but it's definitely not going to happen, at least unless a miracle happens, but I really don't think we'll see DR return to F1. I do kind of think it's cool that Yuki is the replacement driver. I think if, God forbid, uh, Checo or... Uh, hopefully, Max had to sit out, <laughs> that Yuki would get the chance to drive a a Red Bull. I think that'd be a really exciting thing to see, just to see how he mm-hmm. adapt to it in that shorter time. See if he was able to get like a, a, a at least a decent result, like a, like an Alex or Pierre level.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's I find it fascinating when a driver from a lesser team steps up, because so then it's sort of like. It does really show you how much the car makes a difference. Like when George stepped into the Mercedes a few years ago and almost won Yep. Um, after being like back of the grid all year. So, um, yeah, one more little piece of Red Bull information. I'm going to let you read this one because it comes from a guy that you have said you view as almost a father figure in the sport of F1, uh, Sir Helmut Marco. I know you often align with his way of thinking and... You often are yeah. parroting his his thoughts, so why don't you right. just read out this this quote that Red Bull is already sandbagging this year?
0: Right, right, right. Uh, Helmet Marco said, "As the season progresses and we run out of wind tunnel time, uh, Twitter, the others will still have that available, and our lead will then melt away." I actually saw this, and yeah, it's they're sandbagging for sure, and it's a, it's smart. I'm not gonna lie, it's. Red Bull. I mean, it it sucks for me, but as a Red Bull fan, it's awesome. (laughs) People that listen to this that don't know our league are just so confused by my (laughs) verbiage. Yeah, RJ has him on his team, so he gets all Max's points. I like Max; he's my favorite driver. But I just know that Christian is taking a book out of the Mercedes playbook from way back in like 2016, and they're turning. They're going to start slowly turning the engines down. So it's a little bit closer of a gap because even Red Bull know that nobody just wants to see Max and Sergio with a 20 second gap every race, but mm-hmm. they also want to keep winning. So right. they're going to turn the engines down a little bit and they're going to, you know, just narrowly get that win, but yeah. they know it's inevitable. And I think everybody else does. So, yeah. And I guess like for those
1: who are wondering like, why is that quote, like what matter what matters about that quote, I guess. Cause yeah, we saw last race, they won by, over 30 seconds. Um, Max never once had to push. He was coasting for the last 20 laps, essentially. Um, so they obviously haven't turned up the engine all the way. There. Um, and in the past, when Mercedes was running away by that margin repeatedly, uh, between Christian Horner and other people complaining, they started introducing sort of regulations or changes to sort of bring the field a little bit closer together. Um, and... Eventually, that did lead to Red Bull catching Mercedes in the last year of the regulations. So I guess Red Bull doesn't want people to already be saying, oh, they're so far away from everyone. We need to kind of re- reel them in. Um, they're kind of just saying, oh, yeah, we are right now. But once that wind tunnel stuff kicks in, then everybody's going to catch up to us. So don't uh, like do anything to us because you know, it's going to all even out in the end, which, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a smart thing to say. Um, and it might be a little bit true. Like, I can't hope... I- can't imagine a world in which they just keep engr- growing their lead, but if they haven't turned up the engines, I guess they could because it's just scary what Adrian Newey uh, is able to do yeah. in designing
0: a car. It absolutely yeah. is, and if anybody thinks that that quote is irrelevant or that it doesn't mean anything, it does. He's telling you <laughs> that he's telling you what they're going to do. He's, uh, he's yeah. telling you what's going to happen, and it's going to happen, so we just have to prepare for it. But we can go ahead and move on to our next topic. The yes. Austrian, the Red Bull Ring GP, mm-hmm. has been extended until 2027. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get that, in my opinion, beautiful track for at least another five years, which is just, Mwah. yeah, so happy yeah. about that. Great track, fun track,
1: short track, um, very short. Yeah, I mean. Very much benefits Red Bull. Obviously, it's the Red Bull Ring, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's good news. Going to stay on the calendar. I mean, kind of one of those tracks that you'll just associate with F one. So, um, not huge news, but another track we got a little bit of update on. Um, did, I don't know if you've already seen this. The basically Las Vegas has named their track. Yep. Did you see what they named it? I did. <laughs> just named it just the Las Vegas Strip Circuit. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> Fair enough. It's fitting. It's on the Strip, so it's ain't got any crazy, any crazy name or anything. I thought they might name it after someone or something more interesting, but the Las Vegas Strip Circuit. So, yeah, the, um, I don't know. There's still a lot of details that come out about that, so we won't really go too much into that. Just wanted to mention that. Um, but now, why don't we get into uh, Conspiracy Corner with Adrian half?
0: Is it time? I believe it's time. It is time. It's time. It's for time. conspiracy corner mm-hmm. with me. F one conspiracy time with Adrian. Yes, Huff. with Huff. me, Huff. Adrian. Huff. <laughs> yes, By I the women we, and children and the need to run. Uh, I stumbled upon a conspiracy theory from the F1 world, and I wanted to talk to you about it. I'm going to keep it brief because I know we don't want to do like a 90 minute long episode, but I want to run you through this. And it's, it's interesting because it involves a driver that is still racing today. Do you want to have a guess at who that is? He's a, he's very Alonso. popular this year at Yes. Do you know the story? No, I just Oh, okay. this guy. So. You no know, yeah, you nailed it. So this is back in 2015 when he still raced for McLaren. This was during preseason testing in Barcelona. He was doing a uh, they were doing testing laps. Obviously, he was being followed by he, the person that he just replaced, Sebastian Vettel. And uh, they were just doing regular laps. Everything was fine. And then Alonzo, out of nowhere, crashes. He veers off. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital. He was in the hospital for days. And it was, it, this. I, I feel like nobody talks about this. He missed the first GP of that season. He was not able to race because he was still hospitalized. And reports came out that uh, it was, that McLaren, you know, sort of downplayed the injury and Vettel, after the incident, in an interview, he said that the crash looked weird and that something about it just seemed off. And uh, another very, very creepy thing about this whole thing is that F1, the FIA, have never released any video of this crash. And we've got Vettel's onboard, including all the cameras from preseason testing from broadcast, and it's never been released. And Vettel was right behind them and saw it and... He commented about how, you know, strange the crash was. Uh, Anyways, Fernando goes to the hospital. When he wakes up for recovery, he still thinks he's 15 years old. He doesn't think he's, he doesn't realize he's a grown man, a 30, a 30 or a, yeah, 30 year old, 30 something year old man. He thinks he's still a teenager. Karting. And it takes some time, but he eventually regains his memory. And to this day, McLaren have insisted that he veered off because of a tailwind and that it just veered him off and he crashed. There's so many weird details surrounding this whole thing that it just it's just crazy. And I do want to I am going to do some more research on this to see if there's like some legit, I mean, there's I feel like there's already validity to it and the fact that they're covering something up, but what my theory is and what a, couple, a lot of people's theory is who have talked about this is that Fernando Alonso was electrocuted. That there was a malfunction in the car and that through some, some something in the wiring he was zapped. Because there's, a, there's very high voltage running through F1 cars. They've got to be very careful with how that the currents of the and the amps and everything run through the car. And the theory is that something with the steering wheel, it zapped him, passed out, ran into the wall. And... Nothing like that's obviously ever happened in F1, and it can't because it could, I mean, cause extreme repercus- repercussions. So, to me, I would consider that at least one of the most modern, one of the biggest modern cover-ups in F1 history. So. Second to there you go. Abu Dhabi the, well, in
1: 2021.
0: <laughs> that wasn't really a cover-up. That was pretty blatant. <laughs> Michael oh, Massey's NDA yeah they didn't delete the they didn't delete the footage of no Michael no <laughs> No Michael. they but did yeah, delete the footage
1: strangely enough of Brazil from Max's car but anyways uh, yeah that's very strange I thought for a second when you said the thing about the 15 year old that it was, this was like a Freaky Friday kind of situation where he got something happened where he got transformed back into <laughs> his 15 brain? years old in his brain and that's why he's <laughs> Able to race so old because he thinks, okay, so wait, he's, what is he now? 42. This was 2015, so that's eight years ago. So he was
0: 34. Dude, so, you you have just expanded and blown this thing wide open. Oh my God. That's the new angle. He thinks
1: he's whatever, so much younger than he, he thinks dude, he's 15, 20 years younger than he is.
0: That's, dude, his brain is fit, like, probably, me- like, mentally, not. Not not saying he's slow by any means. I'm just saying as far as like physical fitness and tenacity and uh pride and strength and courage, I am all in on that theory. Especially he's
1: still the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. I love
0: that. I love that. So, oh
1: man, I love that too. That actually makes me uh I don't know why, but that kind of makes me root for Alonzo a little more. I don't like him very much, but that kinda I don't know what that does to make me like him more, but it' for some reason does. Because he was a total asshole on McLaren. Uh, especially towards Lewis, so yeah, but he, I, know, he I seems understand. To have a bit of a different, a I do. A different I do love now, long, so. Yeah, yes. I, I'm rooting for him uh, this weekend very heavily, um, which we'll get to shortly. But yeah, that, that was a very interesting uh, conspiracy. I'm going to look into that one as well.
0: Conspiracy time.
1: Now we have a little little debate that's going on, and I'm, I'm curious to talk about this with you for a few days because it's right in our world. Um, so Twitter, there's this Twitter account. Uh, I'll try to sum this up quickly. There's a Twitter account called Fastest Pit Stop that started more recently than we started. I think it's only been a couple of months that they've had a Twitter account. It was July uh, last year. July, okay, so less than a year. And they're already at like 46,000 Twitter followers. What they basically do is they're like an aggregator. They take the news and they take like the main bits and pieces from an article or whatever. They'll put it in a tweet, uh, tweet that out, and then follow it up with a tweet with a source. So personally, like I, I follow this account. I like this account. It's it's a kind of easier way to get information without having to go looking around. Um, I've added it to like I look at a couple different sites. I'll look there. But anyways, um, there's sort of been a debate raging as this account grows. It was followed by Crofty. It was followed by Andretti. Yep. Um, it's getting big now. So a couple people in the F1 Twitter world and F1 media world and just sort of F1 in general, are starting to take a bit of uh, issue with this. So the first one I saw, go through these quick. Maybe you can put the pictures in the video. You don't have to, though. Um, so this is first tweet. is tweeting entire articles and slapping it, slapping quotes around it. journalism now. Uh, another guy says is, this is a pretty normal action on Twitter. Add quotes, repost everything, job done. And the next person, the adding of a source in the follow-up tweet makes me laugh so much, though. Just fucking slap it in the end of the first tweet. It's long enough as it is. Um, And then they said, so-and-so, we're talking about this the other day. Giving credit is only easy when you're actually adding new info, insights, opinions. But when you aren't actually adding anything, just copy-pasting, it seems like crediting becomes a difficult thing to do because your value lies in merely sharing the info. So if you credit the source, the chances your reader goes off and reads the original post is very high. Um, It also reduces um, the algorithm likeness to see it if you put the source in the actual thing. So then it just kind of kept building off that. Um, Then the one guy at break, I think he used to be like a former F1 performance engineer. He used to work at Red Bull, I believe. Uh, He says, are the real news outlets just doing a shit job at Twitter? Respectfully, if some... Some nobody copy pasta rat is getting more engagements than the outlets themselves. Are they missing something? Just short of long tweeting the whole news article in order to drive traffic to the source. Uh, so it's a different way to look at it. Uh, one of the other tweets got deleted, um, and then yeah, just a lot of people saying things like, "I hate this account so much. Can we please unfollow this?" pretends to do journalism. They literally pretended to be an F1 insider account to build followers. Then they got the number they wanted and pivoted to copy pasta. Etc. Etc. So, I mean, this goes on and on and on. There's about a million tweets, but that's sort of the gist of it. Um, yeah, this account is going very big, very quick. i kind of just taking other people's stuff and maybe passing it off. Not necessarily as their own, but um, just an aggregator. It's mm-hmm. been done for a million things. Um, yeah, I'm curious kind of where you land on this uh, little drama that's building.
0: He hasn't addressed it yet, but what do you think? It's a complicated issue because, I mean, Twitter, that person is right. Twitter journalism is not actually journalism. It's just copy and pasting. And, you know, it's, you'll occasionally see tweets of them like tweeting, like it's their personal account about their favorite driver. But, you know, it's also being presented as like, yeah, like they have F1, like actual insider sources or that they're involved in F1 themselves. Here's here's my thoughts. I don't want to come off mean because we have posted like clips from interviews, clips from races, stuff like that. Um but we obviously you put credit to it's I mean everybody knows it's Formula 1. You know, we're not we haven't posted like just straight up copy and pasting articles from uh WTF1 or Sky or whatever it is. But We have posted like clips of racing, like clips from the races and interviews and stuff like that. Like I said, I think that's okay if, you know, that's not really the same thing. Because there's plenty of like people and pages on TikTok that post clips from all types of sports. They make edits, that's fine. What's not fine is what is happening on this account. No hate to these guys. I mean, get your, you know, get your money, get your followers. I, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, I would, you know, love for us to reach, like, that level at some point of followers across the board, but I'm not going to do it the way they're doing it because now, specifically with Fastest Pit Stop, I, I'm i not going to make, like, allegations of things that they've said regarding regarding their involvement with F1. But as far as the copy and pasting thing, yeah, that totally is a thing. And it's totally, it's a problem. And it's on, it is on the major news outlets because they could easily be doing this too. And, but they just aren't engaging with the F1 audience on social media for some reason. So it's almost like there's kind of a need for these guys, but they could go about it a different way. Like they could write their own articles about the, weekend and stuff like that, like the blog that we're going to be starting soon, we're not going to just copy and paste. We're going to write our own, uh, essays and our own thoughts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, I don't want to single anybody out, but there's (laughs) a, there's like just this really it's, it's become normal in the way that people like behave on social media. Plagiarism is not frowned upon these days. It just isn't. And there's, there's, uh, I I really don't want to call somebody out, but I mean, when you make an account and you title yourself something like, oh, I don't know, Barstool Sports, and you put Barstool Formula One and you fake a verification, people are going to follow you because they think you're the Formula One Barstool account. And then you just put in the description at the bottom after all your promos, not actually affiliated with barstool quote yet like there's any universe in which barstool is going to bring you on to run that account again just saying (laughs) yeah barstool whatever um i just think it's shitty because that person could come up with their own thing but no they're copying the name for the algorithm it's stealing and this, I'm not saying, and this, anybody's, you know, stealing their content, but when you're presenting it and you're tricking people into thinking that it's from Barstool or yeah. from Sky or ESPN, whatever it is, yeah. I personally, I didn't want this. I didn't mean to talk so long, but I, yeah. I think it's shady. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's like a multifaceted issue. I think uh, it sort of started popping off mainly when the fastest pit stop account literally copy and pasted an entire article about Naomi Schiff talking about Lewis and Max and Alonso. And like, I guess tweets have allowed longer characters now because this was like a thousand word tweet. Um, and I think that there's an issue with that because you're literally just copy and pasting someone's hard work. I think there, the other side of it though is like, A lot of the times this person is getting pulling quotes, from articles that are coming out in like some Italian outlet or some Austrian or German thing where like I never would have seen these quotes or these this information. So they're kind of doing the work and pulling the best part of that. And they do source it. I mean, you can disagree with how they source it because they put it in a follow up tweet. I don't really care about that. I think a lot of people on Twitter are a little bit upset because this person has, to be honest, is doing it really well and is growing very fast uh i think they need to stray away from yeah the full copy paste um exactly i think like as someone that works like in the sports world like aggregators are just a thing like in every sport there's people that just and i'm sure it happens in entertainment and politics and whatever like people's job is just to take whatever the news is and and tweet that or report on that and even like when we do our blog or whatever there are times where yeah i'll quote tweet something or take like an excerpt from someone else and then like quote tweet that or put that in brackets or quotes and then elaborate on it with my own opinions. But um, so I think there is value to and like, say we wrote a blog and then they quoted from our blog, I'd be happy that we were getting the exposure because they quoted us, not happy that they stole from as long, a blog, as, they right? quoted,
0: as long as they quoted us.
1: Exactly. Which they do. They do source it on the tweet underneath. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a gray area that I think um, with a little bit more. I think the fastest pit stop people might maybe just need to be a little bit more um, personable in how they're doing things and, like, reaching out to the community. And they kind of are a bit... um, It's always... The only time they ever talk to their fans is just like, we're doing this giveaway, we're doing this giveaway. It's never really like a... Oh, like what? Like, trying to have a dialogue with people. So... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that's only going to grow as a season because this account is just going to keep growing exponentially. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what grows of it or if anything comes from it or if it's just a flash in the pan issue.
0: Yeah. And I think, like you said, as that account in particular, I I mean, I like that account. I I don't have any problems with that account. I do think that there is, you know, some not cool ways to post someone's entire article, even if you source that. But posting quotes, as long as you're sourcing it, there's, like you said, that's going to happen. My biggest problem is people trying to trick people into thinking that they're someone else that's not cool in my book like the fastest pit stop is not pretending that they wrote this they're just Mm -hmm. reposting it it's like retweeting exactly it's like they're completely different things in my eyes
1: yeah it's not stolen value that barstool account though because i i think we've talked about this before i know you are too i'm like very very into barstool like a dream would be for this podcast to be picked up by barstool so yeah, I jumped on that right away too. And I think we, one of us DM'd him, I don't remember which of us it was, like, wanted to introduce ourselves, talking to them. And then she's like, oh, what the hell? This person's not even. No. Like, it's just so misleading. And they, they're they from, they live in like Italy or something. It's not even their, like, Barcelona's not going to hire you from there. Like, I don't know. It, it's just a strange thing. Let's uh, yeah, see. The misleading, the yeah. lying, I, I just don't like. But again, it's social media. Like, should we, are we surprised that people are misleading on social media? No. But is it frustrating?
0: Yes. His only shot, or sorry, their only shot is if Barstool does want to start an F1 account and they pay him a couple grand for the account.
1: For the name, yeah. That is the full extent. Yeah, they probably just change like one or two letters and make their own. That's um, it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on from that. We'll be tracking that as it comes. Um, the next one, I don't really, I personally don't have much to say about it. I just want to mention it because it's coming up in the news um, so I don't know if you have anything on it, but it just came out last night that Haas, Haas, uh, Moshe, Haas Automation, automotives, automation, Haas o- Automation, accused of violating sanctions, doing business with Russian arms industry. Uh, Haas vice president denied the company was still doing business in Russia. This immediately brings to mind the quote from Gunther in the last season of Drive Survive. He's like. I'll never do business with any more fucking Russians. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we all know that they did business with Russia, but I, th- I thought they'd cut it off. I don't know how this is going to go down. It, I don't know if you have any more in- info or interest in this. Uh, no clue. It's, it's above my head. I'm not even going to touch Same. this. Same.
0: I just, okay. Haas, Haas will never be a normal team.
1: Like, if this is true, they're going to be pulled out of F. They'll be gone from F1, I think. It could happen. Those are going to be some big ass sanctions if it's true, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Another. uh... Uh, Oh, sorry. I do know one small bit of information. Uh, The reason that Gene Haas does not attend very many races across the world is because of his past felonies. Excellent. uh, That are because I think it's fraud, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but that is why. That's why he's always like. I've got to phone. I've got to phone Gene.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have to phone Gene. He's going to be upset. But yeah, besides that... We look that, like fucking rock stars. Now we look like... Fucking assholes. Crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gene Haas fraud. see what comes up. Criminal tax evasion. That's it. He was... Listen to this. He was sentenced to two years in prison in order to pay $75 million in restitution. Holy shit. That's a <laughs> lot of money. How much did you steal if you have to pay back $75 million? Tax evasion, like... How much money are you making that your taxes are 70 oh my god that's ridiculous Form, no yeah. corruption in formula one at all no no there's never 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 um <laughs> speaking of some bullshit stuff though um and i'm gonna say this earnestly and honestly as a mercedes fan this letter email whatever that they put out to their fans is one of the most pretentious look at us we're better than everyone uh just trusting us bullshit things i've ever heard in my life i'm not going to read anything from it because it was just worded like we're mercedes and we know we're better than this and we want you to come along for the ride and if you're not with us now you're not with us when it matters and we hold ourselves to a higher standard of grace and professionality. and it's just like shut up you guys it's been one race you finished fifth and seventh whatever it was yes the car doesn't look great but like this grandstanding and like we're so just fix the car i don't know yeah. mercedes fan read that and was like oh yes i needed to hear this thank no. you yeah exactly and on top of that that plus lewis coming out and saying that they did not listen to him when they redesigned the car and people are like complaining to, uh, that lewis is you know not going along with the team uh mandate of not speaking out and he's being a whiny baby like i think i don't think there's any truth to the rumors of lewis ferrari but there is a sort of a fission starting to crack. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's a bit of a crack starting. Um, I don't think it's between Lewis and Toto or anything like that, but I don't know. This, that letter just pissed me off as a Mercedes fan. That makes me think that they're, like that makes me less confident that they're going to improve things than if it was then just the quotes from Toto and stuff like saying how diligently they're working, that they're obviously changing the car. stuff like that is what I want to hear. I don't want to hear this uh, PR message rant over what did you think
0: uh i think it just i think mercedes is just so incapable of coping with the fact that they're not the team that they were a couple years ago yeah i mean 2016 it will mercedes will never be that level again and even after that they carried that for uh another five years so it's just got to be devastating to them but yeah that that statement was just absolutely ridiculous it's so, so whiny. I'm just like, yeah, like you said, fix the car. I, and Lewis clearly isn't being like, or his uh, thoughts aren't being validated. And I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, maybe the, the theory that all of these people that left to go to Red Bull or Ferrari or Aston Martin, maybe that had legitimate like downside to the team. We, it, it could, but their arrow person is returning, so there's definitely hope, but, I mean, that quote is just so, so bad. It's just so bad. It.
1: Yeah. Uh, but. And they've apparently given their, I don't know if it's true or not, but the, I forget the guy's name, the, the head of aerodynamics, he's apparently given a bit of an ultimatum. I don't really know how much of an ultimatum you can give, because they're not just, like, what are they going to do, replace him right now, like just right. seems like things are kind of falling apart a little bit. and It uh, does. I don't know. If this if this new car design they're bringing in by Baku, but they even said they can't really use it in Baku, they have to use it at Imola. Or no. The other way around. Whichever one of those is a sprint weekend, I think is Imola. They can't use it there because it's a sprint, so they're going to have
0: to wait to Baku. By then, they're going to be t- too far down. Um, I will say this. I know you said that you think the Ferrari rumors are bullshit, but... If we know anything about Formula One drivers, their agents, their managers, Lewis's managers are 100,000% talking to guys, being like, hypothetically, 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 um, if if Mercedes can, I mean, I, I don't think Lewis can handle like years of this. So if they just completely fall apart, even worse than they already have, I mean, his contract is up at the end of this year. So yeah. it's it we could see a crazy fucking move, and that would destroy the internet and it would make me so happy because then we could both turn on Mercedes. We could both. I, and, I, and I could be a full yeah. Lewis fan, no matter where he I, goes, yeah. I can be a full Lewis fan.
1: I've always said I'm I'm Lewis first, Mercedes second. Yes, sir. So um on to another team that's struggling. The Ferraris has been a couple tough weeks for Ferrari. Um, if you want to pull up the uh, article I linked to, I'll let you kind of go through this one. Uh, maybe like a couple paragraphs down, but yeah, Ferrari is kind of clearing house. I don't know really what to make of whether it's Vassour doing it, whether it's people leaving because they don't want to be there, whether it's there's a leak inside, whatever. Um, yeah, you want to kind of walk through the departures and such. I think it's David Sanchez. The Fer- I don't know. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's, I think all this talk of these people are getting out of Ferrari while they still can. They're looking for other jobs. I mean, they probably will find other work, but Fred is just, he's cleaning house, like you said. He is getting rid of the old guard because you have to. Ferrari has been on a cycle of insanity because the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a change. Ferrari are insane and Fred knows that they have to make a change in order to see change. So I'm sure he's getting rid of, you know, the the people that's necessary to actually propel this team forward. Now, does that mean that Ferrari are going to be, you know, championship leaders this year or even possibly next year? Probably not, but it's progress towards building a future for Leclerc. Uh, now I'm sure Leclerc, has had lots and lots of talks with fred but i mean it is these people that are resigning resigning i mean i'm sure fred is not like being a complete dickhead he's probably giving these people the chance to resign so they're not publicly you know let go and of course these people are going to be like oh yeah i left i i wanted to leave ferrari i'm going to i'm going to mclaren where they'll really value me and we'll really make a difference fuck off Mm. No. You got fired. Yeah. You got fired. Yeah. And, it, and it's good. It's a good thing.
1: Yeah. I think in the short term, it might make probably take a bit of a step back. But in the long term, it should be good if they're all kind of under one umbrella. We saw last year that the management is not their strong suit. So yep. if Vester is going in there, good on him and try to kind of get everything. His guys in there and get everything like on the same page. That's good. Uh, and they hired, they hired two Red Bull guys. Yeah, which can't blame them for that. David Sanchez offered his resignation from the position of head of vehicle concept in order to join McLaren. Racing director Laurent Meckies is rumored to have already received offers from Alpine F1 and the FIA as per signal his intention to quit. Yeah, um, Vasser said there are people very close to Mattia who prefer to leave, which doesn't bother me. There are others who may have feared for a moment for their future. Um, There's also reports Charles Leclerc had demanded a crisis meeting with Ferrari president. At Maranello to seek reassurances, but stressed such meetings are nothing out of the ordinary, which I would agree with. Yeah, um, of course. We all know the Italian media, especially Ferrari Italian media, quick to uh, be a little overly dramatic. Just a little so, bit. I think, and then, I mean, Ferrari, they're they're the big thing there. So, I mean, uh, obviously they're passionate. We want people to be passionate. But you just got to take every F news, every piece of F1 news with a grain of salt, especially if it's about Ferrari um i think yeah that sorry go ahead no i was just gonna talk about the grid penalty so go ahead
0: Uh, i was just gonna say i think people people think red bull fans are obnoxious people think mercedes fans are obnoxious it's actually the ferrari fans ferrari Mm -hmm. fans will jump ship quicker than you can say tifosi i mean it is absolutely (laughs) insane how back how back and forth they go i mean before the season started it was this is our year after one race it's like oh season's over fuck this team fuck everything fred was a disaster but people are just so stupid and now now that they announced that they hired two red bull uh employees they're now people are like on the upswing like oh maybe they actually do have a future it's like shut the fuck up people forget who was char who was leclerc's team principal before ferrari Frederick Vasseur. Yes, they have a history together and that crisis meeting, I mean, of course it's a crisis meeting. You're getting rid of a ton of employees, you're starting a new season with a new team principal. No shit. Let's get on the same page. Let's make sure so, so that
1: just like we're going semantics like a, it's it's a meeting. Exactly. Like calling it a crisis meeting doesn't change it's just a meeting. Obviously mm-hmm. they're going to have meetings after every race regardless of how well they do, you know.
0: Yeah. So just these these Ben, these past Binotto goons can can leave if they want. I mean, they're either getting fired or they're in solidarity with Benotto, which is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious to me. So yeah. more power to them. Enjoy your time at McLaren.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, but the news kept getting worse because Odyssey Charles had to replace his, he bowed out of the last race with, I guess they are still working on what exactly it was, some sort of mechanical engine failure. Um, Matt Gallagher from the P1 podcast which we're big fans of. Um, he's a big Leclerc fan, so I went to his account to see what he tweeted about it. it <laughs> says, Charles Leclerc is so good. There's actually a video of him, but I'll, I won't play that. Um, Charles Leclerc is taking a 10 place grid penalty this weekend, the second race of the season. Ferrari have run out of parts in the second race of the season, <laughs> the second goddamn race. <laughs> I am not okay. So yeah, he's struggling with that news right now. But it is yeah. crazy. Like you ran, like you ran out of to the point where we have to take a good penalty on the second race of the year. And I mean, um, I can kind of tie this in the next point quickly, is that there is a big difference between Bahrain and Jetta. <coughs> in terms of, is a very quick track with fast turns. Bahrain has a lot of slow turns. Um, Adrian Newey spent the whole offseason working on um, the suspension and the downforce for the Rebel car, so that's its main um, area of strength is... Slow Corners, which Bahrain is famous for. Um, and Jed is the opposite. So obviously Red Bull is extremely fast still, but I think this is the sort of track that will suit uh, also the less tire degradation here. So I think this is a track that would suit cars like the Ferrari, even the Mercedes. Um, we'll see with the Aston Martin as well, but I think Red Bull's gaps can be a little bit less this week. So I say that to say I was going to have Charles as my winner this week. I had it locked and loaded. Charles is going to win this week. He's going to turn the season around. Too much talk about Red Bull domination, and then this grid penalty. Even if he gets pole, he's starting at 11th. Like he's not going to win from there. Nope. Um, yeah. What is, what is, what do you think about this? Like, it's just it's sad for Charles. I mean, he's yeah. already got to feel like, am I? Is the season? It's starting the exact opposite the way last year started. So maybe that's good. <laughs> Ends up switching around. Like mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I think Leclerc has got to dig really deep in internally and realize that it's not going to just happen, you know, this season. And I know it. They, he probably has said that every season. He's had the opportunity before. I mean, hit, hit, when hit, when it was him and Vettel, I mean, that was they haven't hit that peak yet, in my opinion. And with with Leclerc, I mean, right. So yeah, last year they could have. They could have, yeah. yes, but I think. He just needs to stay patient and just keep improving and his time will for sure come because he, he knows like, even though they make mistakes, he's with Ferrari. He's not going to Red Bull. He's not going to Mercedes. He will, he, there's no point in going anywhere else. So stick it out. He knows that. So it, yeah. it for I mean, this, this weekend though, it, it's, it's a major bummer. I'm just really hoping that he'll, he's able to carve through the fields and, Maybe make it on the podium. Who knows?
1: Maybe a safety car. Maybe a well-timed safety car. Safety car. box, box, And uh, <laughs> Charles moves up the field. But I don't know. I mean, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. There was a video of Charles, though, this week in Monaco, where he lives, driving in his ridiculously nice Ferrari with a Ferrari sweater on and, I think, a Ferrari hat. So, I mean, he's all in on Ferrari. He is Mr. Ferrari. Um, Absolutely. And like you said, if you can't go to Red Bull, which doesn't look likely right now, I don't even think Max would want to deal with that. Um, yeah, no. Lewis, there's just no better seat that's going to come open, at least for a few years. So He's there, he's stuck there, and that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't think he's in a rush to be
0: Max's teammate, either.
1: That's what I mean. Nobody would want. Nobody wants to be Max's te- I mean, nobody that wants to win a championship wants to be Max's teammate because they're going to cater everything to Max, as they should. So... Yeah, I mean, we can get on to uh, Jeddah, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. I don't know what accent that was, but it's the Saudi <laughs> Arabian Grand Prix at the Jeddah-Cornish circuit. I'm going to ask you in a second what if you like Jeddah because it's very controversial or uh, people are polarized on whether they like it or not. Quickly, though, um, they have made a few track changes. I'm just going to read quickly. The original track layout in Jeddah wasn't only really challenging in terms of the corner sequences and speeds. But sight lines were also tricky, with drivers unable to see the exit of the next corner in some instances. In response to driver feedback, the race organizers have moved the walls at turn 8, turn 10, turn 14, and turn 20 to improve visibility, while rumble lines, that's why I knew that for the quiz, uh, like you get on a motorway to warn you if you should stray out of a lane, or if you do stray out of a lane, have been added at the latter two corners to ensure drivers remain within track limits. There have been a number of tweaks to the curbs around the track to allow for better stability with the new generation of car, while a particularly challenging section that has seen multiple incidents in the past two years. I think this is where Schumacher crashed. Maybe not. The chicane... Oh, no, he was turn one. The chicane at turn 22 and turn 23 has been tightened with speeds expected to be some 30 to 50 kilometers an hour lower than in the past. Um, Yes. So, before I get into a little bit more details, or we get into a little bit more details... Just straight up, do you like Jetta as an F1 racetrack?
0: As an F1 racetrack, yes, I do. As a Grand Prix, as like a whole, the whole human rights issue is always going to be a, a big oof. But yeah. I, I've i recently discovered that I really enjoy that track in the game. And on our next season that we play, once we get through this current one, I'm going to add Jeddah. So we're gonna have to
1: yes. we're gonna race in some Jetta. <laughs> yes, uh, Jetta add Portugal. Get rid of Netherlands. Get rid of maybe Hungary. Yeah. yeah. But we'll cross the bridge. Um. Yeah. No, I like it too. It's very fast. It takes a lot to get used to. It's so easy to crash. It's so tight. But um. No, I like it. I think it's it's a very good. Like we've only had two races there last year, Max and Charles. I rewatched the highlights the other day. Like that battle they had the chicken the DRS chicken incredible we had like alonzo and akon battling back and forth um right at the, to the finish line i think it was akon and norris went to the finish line again like um great race and then the year before we obviously had the huge max and lewis battle max literally uh crashing or stopping short Lewis crashing in the back of them and then uh got a couple max got a couple penalties for cutting corners and stuff Anyways, that was sort of the about as mad as I've been watching a race, but Lewis prevailed his last that was his last win. So, we I said to say we've had two fantastic races here. There's usually at least a yellow flag, which you're usually good for not that I want to see anyone getting hurt, but always good for at least one big crash. Which, again, as long as no one's hurt, it is kind of cool to see the cars like when they crash, it's just like fascinating to see. So, it's it's mental. Yeah, you can see lots of speed, lots of just craziness. So, yeah, to answer that, I think we both like Jetta. I think we've come to grow to like it. Didn't really like it when they first came in. Um, but, yeah, it's growing on me. I'll give a couple of quick details. Uh, 50 laps, 6 kilometers, 308 kilometer race distance. The lap record is 130.734 from Lewis in 2021. The, uh, it's a temporary street circuit. Do, do, do don't need So, they obviously just brought this in a few years ago. It's interesting. They used... They used Google Earth for their initial investigations into potential layouts to decide on where to go. Then Ross Braun said of the track, what we want to see is a race circuit. We don't want Mickey Mouse circuits. We don't want those old classic street circuits with 90 degree turns. We want fast sweeping circuits, which are going to challenge the drivers and they're going to love it. That's exactly what I think this is. Um, The circuit. What's the circuit like? Fast. Very fast. Average speeds around the Jetta Corny circuit are around 250 kilometers an hour quicker than those in Silverstone, and second on the 21 calendar, only to Monza. So, yeah, very fast. It also has the most corners on the calendar with 27, but they're very quick, windy corners. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, Do you want to go over the times for practice and race, etc? Because I think, if I remember correctly, we have some good ones.
0: Yes, let me pull that up really fast. So, going off of north american times if you are on the eastern seaboard where where is it one second got it right here so it's if i'm not mistaken looks like race and quality are going to be starting at 1 p.m yep eastern time so sunday and saturday 1 p.m that is a Beautiful race start time. Uh, Perfect. Practice um, practice two on Friday is also gonna be at one o'clock. And let's see, when are practice two and three?
1: One and three.
0: So that would be what? 9.30. 9.30, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one and three are at 9.30, practice two qualifying and race are at one o'clock. So remember those two numbers and times. Um, Weather is apparently going to be a little dry and gusty, so we could see some tailwinds, which Absolutely. actually does kind of, especially when, when they're going so fast and those crazy turns, they're so precise that it actually can throw things off. So obviously not going to rain. Um, there's one more interesting thing I read, a uh, Twitter thread, and I kind of went back and forth just to confirm. So attendance last year was 141,000 at the Saudi Arabian GP. Uh, the 2023 Grand Prix is expected to be the highest attendance in Jeddah Carney Circuit since race weekends in Jeddah became an official three-day holiday for students and employees since the first race in 2021. So that's kind of cool. They give everyone in uh, Jeddah a, uh, a holiday for the to go watch the race weekend. That's so fucking I asked awesome. i like, which employees he's referring to because, like, you can't just let the people that work at the track. Um, Only the I rich was, people. Like, what, like, students and, like, employees of Jetta, And he said, no, like teachers, government, et cetera, obviously Uh, not track and Yeah. Oh, yeah, not track um, officials. (laughs) Yeah, not track officials. So that's cool. And what else we got? Our picks, I guess. We can can, uh, go through who we think is going to do well, unless you have anything else to talk about with Jetta. I mean, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I've already got my picks. I think Max is going to win, obviously. Yeah. But I think we might see. Uh, I'm, I'm I, as much as I hate to say it, I would love to see Sergio do well because he's on my team. But I would also like to see these next two drivers do well. That's why I'm going Max, Carlos, Fernando Alonso.
1: Okay, my podium: Max, Fernando Alonso, Checo. Checo. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, you gotta really have you gotta have some cojones to drive around here. Um, especially if you're going to be battling with Max I don't think uh, Sergio has that in him really I think Fernando does have it in him, he is probably the best defender on the grid, maybe the best like wheel-to-wheel racer, um, him and Lewis, and Max, Max is a little more aggressive but, the um, most
0: experienced by far
1: yeah, he's well, it's something to watch so, I mean, him and Lewis, Lewis just, yeah. but even Alonso is more experienced so um, yeah, that's uh, that's my podium, I do think, I didn't really mix into the podium, but I do have just have an odd feeling? There's just too much. Whenever there's this much hype about something, it almost always takes a bit of a step back. Remember last year, a couple of races in, everyone was all oh, the season's over. Ferraris won it. Charles is going to run away with it. I hope so. We much. Went the opposite way. I hope so. so I mean, much I don't think it's going to drop off that much, but I I just think there's going to be one of the Red Bulls will DNF this week because of mechanical engine failure, or one of them Max, will get spun Max, out Max, and crash Max, or something. Max. I think one of them does. Uh, I would hope that it's Max, too. I'd be okay losing our league if Max doesn't win (laughs) the world title. Um, But I also have some bets. Now, last week, I kind of meandered through it. I think I actually cut out most of it. So I'm going to have four bets. I'm just going to run through them. And now, the thing with F1 betting, obviously, kind of take things with a grain of salt because, yes, the smart thing to do is just bet Max Verstappen to win everything. But you're not going to make much of any money to do that. So gone through, picked out four bets that I think are going to make you some good money. It might not happen, but they could, and if they do, you're looking good. So bet number one, to take pole. The man that took his first pole of his career on this very track last season, Cheka, Sergio Perez. Take pole. That's 7 to 1. Wow. 7 to 1. 100 bucks, 700 bucks. So that's big payout, worth a shot. To get pole and win the race, this is the only bet I'm going to make on max. It's 2.62, so you can more than double your money if max takes pole and wins the race obviously I think if he takes pole he's going to win the race so that's not bad um, for a Versattin bet I've got to finish in the points Alex Albon he finished in the points last week uh, I was looking at all the cars that are kind of like right on the cusp and I think he and, Al- and Williams could squeak in there it's 3.5 to 1 good payout and then finally uh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit or we'll see Alonzo top 2 so he could finish first, he could finish second. But Alonzo, <laughs> top 2 pays 2.62. Um so yeah, those are my bets for uh, Body Big Wheels and we'll hope that they pay off this week. So that I think right.
0: I would take that max bet. It's
1: pretty good. Yeah, odds. That's, uh, that's probably going to one that I could put the most on, but if he doesn't get pole or if he gets pole and crashes out, you don't win, but most likely that's the best bet But I mean Checo got pole here last year, could do it again. 7 to 1 pays out well. So yeah we'll track those i'll put a tiktok up with those with the actual graphics and whatnot we've been posting a little more on tiktok check that out don't make too much fun of my tiktoks that i'm just trying to learn how to do them um, next race is australia melbourne oh, in a couple yes. weeks but yeah this is a very exciting this is one of the most exciting races on the calendar i think it was top three last year for me silverstone was number one i think this was up there um in terms of best races last year so that's all
0: i've got for this week uh you got anything else Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm just pumped for Jeddah. and uh, also, I think that Albon bet is not too bad. Also, those odds—it's yeah, pretty good. It's fun put, to root for someone in, in, near the bottom, you know. I put some money
1: on that. <laughs> All right, man. I have to set you up the betting account. Maybe a joint betting account. We'll definitely remember in Miami watching together. We'll have to do some bets. Oh, absolutely. Makes it makes it more fun. Hell um, yes! Yeah, we have officially purchased tickets for the Friday practice sessions for Miami. Um, we'll see if we end up at any one other one's, probably not, it's very, 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 very expensive. Ridiculously. But Friday sessions weren't bad, so we're at least going to be there, see the cars, hear the cars, smell the cars, So pumped. be one with the cars. Maybe we'll... It's, yeah, we've got lots of content. So,
0: that's coming up. A lot of fun this episode, Adrian. You want to send us off? Yes, thank you guys so much for watching or listening, and as always, please follow us on spotify subscribe on youtube rate five stars like video whatever it is just share just do something to help us out if you enjoy the show because it helps us out tremendously and we just really really appreciate it so thank you guys so much once again for listening and we will see you next week for the jetta recap lewis top five could happen hell yeah